this morning I want to share on something that um, I've termed a secret because I believe inside the word of God, uh, this truth is actually one of the hidden secrets in God's word. And it has much depth within it. All right, so I, I try to um, um, teach it, but we haven't gone so far in the last two services. So maybe I'll, I'll have another third attempt here at it, and hopefully, all right, we'll be able to go further in this service. But I'll be teaching from two books uh, to a prophet, uh, the prophet Zechariah and the prophet Haggai. And these were two prophets whose prophecies, right, uh, were directed at the same objective. Uh, these two prophets were raised up, we'll say this, in answer to the intercessory prayer of Daniel that he offered up in Daniel chapter 9. And then they began to prophesy for the rebuilding of the temple of God in Jerusalem. Now, what had happened was, in the book of Ezra, we find out that the spirit of Cyrus the king was stirred up. And he now talked about the rebuilding of the temple of God in Jerusalem. However, this happened on the 50th year, 20 years earlier than that which was stipulated when they went into bondage. But because he was a political leader, I wasn't aware of spiritual things. He commissioned them to go and start rebuilding the temple. No prayer was offered, but finances and material resources were given to the builders. Right? So they started building. This was the same mistake that Moses made when he entered into his heart 10 years before the 400th year that he was, that's the point where he was called. But instead of waiting on God to be sent, because you can be called but not yet sent. And when you are called, you will see men as trees because you are anointed, but you have not yet been commissioned by God. The point where you are, you are commissioned is when you see clearly. I know exactly what to do in order to fulfill the commission. So when, uh, the 50th year, they got up and they started building and then letters were written and of course political might was used and after the foundation of the house of God was laid, they stopped the building of it until Daniel understood by reading books what the timing was that Jeremiah spoke about. And so we find him, all right, the time in which Zechariah's ministry was commissioned and Haggai's ministry came public was just two months apart. And it was some months, I will show you this, after Daniel had offered up the prayer. Now, the reason why this is so important was that when Daniel prayed and the angel came and broke through to give him that vital information, because a lot was tied to it, that's why the demonic forces did not want the angel to give unto Daniel skill and understanding. Jesus could not come physically 
until that temple was built up back. Now, as that was a type, until the temple or the house of God is rebuilt again, spiritually speaking, we can't have the second coming of Jesus. This is why these scriptures are not just speaking to the physical or the rebuilding of the physical temple. It's talking about something to us today. And so it's important we understand these prophetic words. So what we have in Haggai chapter 1 and verse 1. All right, Haggai chapter 1 and verse 1. Uh, let's look at it there. It says, now note the year. In the second year of Dairos the king. Now, so when you read the Bible and sometimes you say, oh, why this and all this, it means something. Second year of Dairos the king in the sixth month. Now, the Jewish calendar is not like our own, but if we, if we want to use our calendar, we'll say then in, uh, all right, June. In the first day of that month came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet to Zerubbabel, the son of Shetel. Now, when we go to Zechariah chapter 1 and verse 1, we'll see that it was also the second year in the eighth month, in the second year of Darius, which means that was the sixth month. This was the eighth month, only two months apart. Now, when the Daniel offer up his prayer, this was the second year of the reign of Darius. Daniel chapter 9 and verse 1. So we see in the first year of Darius, first year, son of Azeroth, the seed of Media is there. Next verse, it says, in the first year of his reign, I, Daniel, understood by books the number of the years whereof the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet that he will accomplish 70 years in the desolations of Jerusalem. And then he says, I set my face to seek by prayer, supplication, and fasting. So this is so important. That's why when they were talking about a prophetic move, and I don't want to talk politics, but in America about political something, and said uh, King Cyrus has a reason, he failed, actually. All right, he was stopped. Uh, and so until, all right, there was intercession, and God raised up prophets. Now, how do we know this? If we go to Ezra, let me just quickly show you this. Ezra chapter 4, uh, and we start reading from, all right, Ezra chapter 4, all right? This Bible study for you is good. Ezra 4 here. And we start reading from verse 21. Now, they started building, and this is how they were stopped. Give ye now commandments to cause this man to seize, that this city be not built until another commandment be given from me. That's what the king said. Take heed, because they raised an accusation against them. Take heed now that you fail not to do this. Why should damage grow to the heart of the king? Now, when the king, copy of the king uh, Atasex's letter was read before Rehum, Shammai, and the scribe, then in verse 24 it says, Then ceased the work of the house of God, which is in Jerusalem. So it ceased. Unto the second year of the reign of Darius, the king of Persia. What happened in that second year? Next verse, that's 5.1. Then the prophet Haggai the prophet and Zechariah the son of Edo prophesied unto the Jews that were in Judah and Jerusalem in the name of the God of Israel, even unto them. And as they prophesied, then rose up Zerubbabel, the son of Sheatel, and Joshua, the son of Josedak, to build the house which is at Jerusalem. And with them were the prophets of God helping them. 
So these two prophets were helping them. And so when we go into these prophetic books, we'll be able to find help in building, all right, the house of God back again prior to the second coming of Jesus. Now, so let's go to Haggai, I haven't said that, chapter 1 and verse 4. But that's cancel for you. If God places anything in your heart, don't go to men of resources first. Go and pray the prophetic word first. And stay in that place of prayer until you get the spiritual understanding of how that thing will come to pass. Because at the end of your prayer, the divine helpers that will assist you will have been raised up on this earth. Daniel did not know about Haggai and Zechariah, all right? But from his intercession, they were raised up. And so people get raised up in answer to your prayers that will assist you at very crucial times. So that because you are not aware of the kind of force that is going to come up against you, and the, the, the most uh, deadly force here becomes governmental power, which is what Satan always resorts to, all right, at the end of all things. In other words, if he tries all kinds of things to stop you, and then what he goes is he works through government. In other words, get government to issue policies, and that's when warfare is at the highest level. So in order to get to Jesus, he had to be a governmental thing in order to get to him, because the little ones could not, all right, do it. When he was going to deal with John the Baptist, I was at governmental levels. And we must be aware as we get into the end times here. So Haggai chapter 1 here, all right, it tells us, okay, verse 1. Not this one, from verse 1. Haggai 1, all right, say so in the second year of Darius, the sixth month, all right, we see Haggai getting up. Now, in this teaching, I'm going to adjust something that probably you've been taught as a Christian, I was taught, but it's not, it's not scriptural. And I'll show you from, you'll see yourself from the scriptures. Now, verse 2, it says this. Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, These people say, all right, which means this is what Hagar began to prophesy. Everybody was going about their business, so he wanted to regather them and focus on a priority here. And said here, Thus hear the Lord, these people say, the time is not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. And people have used this to guilt trip Christians. In other words, when people have a building project in the church, and they want to raise funds for the building project, this is what you use. All right? So when you want to manipulate people, you either use fear or you use guilt. So people will go take you on a guilt trip. That's, listen, you are building your own house, but look at the Lord's house. You are driving your own car. We don't have a boss in this church. Consider your ways. Consider your ways. By the time that message finishes, the husband will not be able to talk to the wife in the car. In fact, when they put on AC, they'll feel a bit guilty because there's AC in your house and car, but in church, there's no AC. You'll get that kind of talk. And everybody is looking and saying this and all of that. That has us guilt. Because look at what the scripture, I'm going to show you here. You say, so what was he talking about? I'll show you, all right? They were talking about fiscal house, but I'll show you. Now, put it back up. First, we get the Lord, uh, speak at the Lord of us. The time is, is not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. Verse 3. Then came the word of the Lord by Hagar the prophet, saying, 
Is it time for you to dwell in your sealed houses? Is it time? And this house lies waste. Now, therefore, now this is where we now get deeper. Consider your ways. Consider your ways. Then verse 6 will catch you then. That's the clincher. You have sown much and bring in little. You eat, but not have enough. So every problem in your life, you start attributing it to this. All right? You are not filled with drink. You're clothed, but there is none to warm. He that earneth wages, earneth wages to put in a bag with holes, which in your salary will just be going into things. All right? Then people start shaking. All right? To correct that. Thus said the Lord, all right, verse 7, consider your ways. So we've used that. All right? And to talk about church building and all of that. But that's not, in the New Testament, that's not what he was talking about. Okay? In the Old Testament, yeah, but in the New Testament, that's not what he was saying. Now, how did Zechariah frame it? We say Zechariah chapter 1, verse 16 and verse 17. So Haggai was attacking from one end. Zechariah was firing from another end. Therefore, thus said the Lord. Now, this is where the secret is. I am returned to Jerusalem with mercies, and my house shall be built in it, saith the Lord of hosts, and a line shall be stretched forth upon Jerusalem. Now, next verse, it says, Cry yet, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, My cities through prosperity shall be spread abroad, and the Lord shall yet comfort Zion, and he shall choose Jerusalem. In other words, you see Jerusalem holding a special place. All kinds of things going on with Jerusalem. All other cities looked up to Jerusalem as the premier city with everything going on there. But the reason why Jerusalem now appeared to be special was because the house of God was built inside Jerusalem. In other words, Jerusalem was the host city for the temple of God. And because the temple of God or the house of God was there, when you say God's house, it means where God lives. And therefore, because God lived inside that house, all right, we saw with Obadiah there that when the ark entered into his house, everything around him was blessed. Because the house of God was built in the midst of Jerusalem, Jerusalem just shot up and went high up and became the premier place, the choice city for God. Because that was where God now dwelt. So any people that were coming to come and worship God during the feast will all come to Jerusalem. And where were they going? To the temple of God to go there and so worship God. Jerusalem became the place of worship because of the house. So the secret to the blessing that rested upon Jerusalem was because Jerusalem was the host city for God's house in which, quote and unquote now, God actually dwelt inside that house. So the fragrance of God was all over the city of Jerusalem. And so we saw in verse 16, he said, take a measuring line. In other words, he went to measure Jerusalem. Now the house of the Lord had not yet been built. 
But now he says, take that measuring line. I'm going to build that house there. Let me show you what the effect of it is going to be. So what I want to show here, well, let me just read this before I say that. Zechariah chapter 2 here and verse 1. Therefore, thus here the Lord, all right, all right, I lifted up my eyes and looked, and behold, a man with a measuring line in his hand. And then he said, whither thou goest, he said, to measure Jerusalem. I want to see the breadth of Jerusalem, and I want to see the length of Jerusalem. And the angel said, you don't understand what's going to happen here. Now went with me, another angel went to meet him, and then the angel said, said unto him, Ron, speak to this young man. Saying Jerusalem, don't bother measuring Jerusalem. Because Jerusalem is going to be inhabited as towns without walls. In other words, the growth that is going to happen in Jerusalem will be limitless. You will not be able to number, all right, or to put a size to it. It says because of the multitude of men, the secret is the house of God. So if we know how to build that house, and we are involved in that, and the house of God is built wherever you are, then the expansion is going to be limitless. But the secret there is that once you build the house of God inside anything that you are doing, right, then the expansion and the growth, then is going to spread abroad like the four winds there of the heavens and the growth there will be limitless. So the secret to the expansion and power of Jerusalem was because the house of God, all right, was there, which was God's own dwelling place there. Now, the issue there is this, because we have just equated this to church building, right, we have missed out the real essence of it. But the secret of your success as a Christian, in other words, the divine distinction that is not visible to the human eye, that people don't know about, that you are just at work, your business, your family. And those are the two areas that God is set to manifest the Shekinah glory and to show himself in those two areas. All right, in, all right, the, through the work of your hands, because when Adam fell, that's where he went to. And then also your family life there. All right, he wants to reveal his glory. When you look at God, when he comes to, to bless a person, it's always in those dimensions. Abraham talked about generations after you, talked about made you a family mom, a father of many nations, talked about that, talked about the productivity. All right. When he got to David, also we'll see that. Blessing that rested on the family. Blessing that rested, all right, on production there. So the secret to your success as a Christian. Now we are still going to this house, what it is, right? This divine distinction is in this house of God principle. So we see David entering into this also. In Psalm 132, you'll see why David had such greatness in his life. It tells us that David said this, verse 1, Lord, remember David and in all of his affliction, how that he swore unto the Lord and said, I will not, all right, he swore unto the Lord and vowed to the mighty God of Jacob, and he said, Surely I will not, surely. It says, I will not come to the tabernacle of my house, nor go up into my bed. I will not give sleep to mine eyes or slumber 
So my eye leads until I find out a place for the Lord and a habitation. So he was looking for it, for the God of Jacob. He said, we're ahead of it. In Aphrata there, in other words, that's where the ark was when they were getting, said, we're ahead of it. We found it in the fields of the wood. We will go into his tabernacles. We will worship at his footstool. Arise, O Lord, into the place of thy rest. And so God now swore unto David that because you have decided, you have laid it in your heart here, that you are going to build a place where I can dwell, where I can rest, where my presence will be. He swore unto David in truth and said, he will not turn from it. Of the fruit of thy body, that's family blessing now, will I set upon thy throne. And if your children keep my covenant, I teach them, they will sit upon the throne forevermore. For the Lord has chosen Zion. He has desired it for his habitation. This is my rest forever. Here will I dwell, for I've, desi I've desired it. I will abundantly bless her provision. I will satisfy her, her poor with bread. So I'll bless the family. I'll bless the work of your hands. You will eat the bread of the increase of the earth. And massive blessings, all right, began to come. So these two areas, in terms of family there, and also in terms of, all right, the work of your hands. And here is where God wants to manifest his glory. And God is said to do this. Manifest that we're going to begin to enter into the waters of this thing this year, all right? He wants to manifest his glory. I remember when we were in school, there was someone who used to sing in the choir of a major church. I won't mention the name of church. But what happened was, it was time for results, and people went to the board to go and check the results. And she just scored A, 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 A straight. I mean, and it was a difficult subject. You know what I heard people say? I just heard, turned around. They just said, Sunday morning, we are going to that church. All right? They didn't even attribute it to anything but church. That's why we're going to that church. In other words, what God wants to do through you, through your level of productivity, through what's going on in your life is, people, and we'll see this, just decide to serve God because there is fear. You'll start a company, and in six months, what took them 25 years, you've gone beyond it. And they say, no man can do these things. And you know deep down is the house of God I am operating in. All right, this principle of the house of God, where God is resting, where he is blessing me from this particular place. So we see here, hey guy, we start talking about this. He said, it's time for you to dwell in your houses, sealed houses. All right, and you will have. And that's why people are trying to succeed, trying to do several things and have neglected the house of God. yes. And it says, because of that. But what is that house that people have neglected? Neglected the house of God and says, yes. All right. Uh, they are struggling and say, what's going on here? So it tells us that David in 2 Samuel, and I'm building up to something, uh, chapter 7 and from verse 1 to 3, we see David also doing this consideration of Hagar. All right. It came to pass that when the king sat in his house, the Lord had given him rest round about from his enemies. Now David just sat down and said, so Nathan the prophet, see now that I dwell in a house of cedar, but the ark dwells in between curtains. And Nathan said to the king, go and do all that is in your heart, for the Lord is with you. 
Now, what will be the effect of it? Zechariah 8, 21 to 23, the kind of blessing that comes, all right, when the house of the Lord is built up, all right? The inhabitants of one city shall go to another, saying, let us go speedily to pray before the Lord and to seek the Lord of hosts. And he says, I will go also. And ye many people, strong nations shall come to seek the Lord of hosts in Jerusalem and to pray before the Lord. Verse 23, thus hear the Lord of hosts. In those days it shall come to pass that ten men will take hold of, of all the language of the nation, will take hold out of all the language of the nation, even shall take hold of the skirt of him that is a Jew, saying, we are going to go with you, for we have heard that God is with you. In other words, the results that is going on, they will hold you. This is not that you are now evangelizing, now they are evangelizing you. In other words, Nicodemuses are showing up by night. No man can do these things except God be with him. In other words, God is blessing you beyond and creating an abundance and doing powerful things for one purpose, to show the world that Jesus Christ is at the right hand of the Father. And if this is what will convince the world, in other words, I tell you inside this city, if you start a business with people that have been there and you begin to bring innovative ideas into the industry and you rise up and they come in one year and they see, all right, an international office and all of that, this city, they will agree that God is with you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. To listen to the full message or any other message, please visit our website at www.insightsforliving.org. For any inquiries, please call 0818-600-0082. God bless you.